Hello. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is It Came From A Basement, a show where we cover the contents of the 96 discs inside a mysterious DVD binder that has been delivered to us via the turning wheel of fate. I'm Dean. He, him. I'm Dan. He, him. I'm Roxy. She, her. Um, wow, I can't believe we just uh, finished <laughs> finished the last episode of our podcast. We're we're so energized. We've already said we've already recorded the episode in the future. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this one. <laughs> it was like a time. It was a time travel gag. Oh, okay. I was yeah, gonna be I, like we. We've already come back from after the end of our show. We're superstars. You'll never guess what happens in 2022. Wasn't insert last episode of show here great? Wasn't that a great thing that we that just was a watched? Really amazing film. Uh, I what cannot... a movie to go out on. Well, yeah, yeah, what a movie to go out on. Episode. Thank 96. God we're going out on top. You know. Yeah. The 96 uh, death. The 96 disc and 96 million subscribers. I, I, I just can't I I mean that's that's a million subscribers per every episode and, and you know what by gosh every single person on the uh uh massive subreddit which they've renamed to basement dot com uh basementcast dot com we got basement dot com yeah we they, wow. they've it's Reddit uh, rebranded to be completely servers for uh just in depth discussion. Of Who could have guessed we would have trademarked basement as well? And now yeah. every basement yeah. in America, everyone has to pay us money. Who owns? Who lives in they, one? They yeah. had or has every... one in their home. Where we <laughs> yeah. resident with a basement, or rename it to underground room. They had to do that if they didn't want to pay <laughs> yes. us. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, um, yeah. And and uh, it's one million. <laughs> one million people are in each of the sub basements for. Uh, every episode so it's like every episode is there is someone's favorite yeah uh, a million people's favorite a million yeah every every episode is a million people's favorite and everyone is equally divided you know it was really crazy uh the fact that um when we this podcast broke the news of president trump's demise that was what really pushed us over the line yeah when oh shit we shouldn't that are we revealing too much (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, how far away in the future does this episode air? And it's like three days, so you're probably okay. This episode airs was, in uh, yeah. in three days. Yeah, so. I was going to say, if this is another one where it's like two weeks later and we're we're calling some shots here, I think you're, we're probably okay. Well, I didn't say when. I didn't say yeah, which yeah. episode that was. We did, we, yeah. I don't think we're doing it this episode, but we are the... Unfortunately. I mean, the break... <laughs> listen... The, the the fact of the matter is that this podcast is the source that broke that news. We we know it. We've lived through it already. Yeah. Um. We, you, a lot of other firsts uh, happen on this yeah. podcast. Like what? Um, I, I remind me. Well, there was the first uh, the first uh, person to uh, go to Mars. There's the first person to eat an entire peanut butter and jelly sandwich through their nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, While we're podcasting, right? For both of those yeah, things? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. The first ever uh, podcast 
uh, completely uh, consisting of like toilet plunking noises, <laughs> just like plunk, 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 the whole oh, time. Yeah. Episode ninety was weird. Episode ninety, it gets kind of weird. That was um, all of that stuff happened in episode ninety. It was also episode ninety was also the first episode that had President Nixon as a guest mm, ever. Yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, yeah, the first presidential podcast, really. That that's that's incorrect. President Obama does have a podcast. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> well, like a sitting president. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. The first Wait, ever sitting You're telling me that the coronavirus is going to ravage the entire Republican Party so bad that they're going to have to dig up Nixon? Yeah. This is how Futurama happens. I yeah. guess so, yeah. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, uh, this starts it off. This one right here, the first podcast to be a time – to include yeah. time travel in its this recording. Is, this is the one – the first time-traveled – like, the first episode recorded – post return time travel trip wait yeah it's, it's very interesting because we just did like we time traveled like a week into the future to skip recording this episode only and then did <laughs> two solid chronological years and then came back to record this one to just record this one and then we're gonna go back and like continue our lives well that wouldn't be yeah okay so this wouldn't be the return trip this is the Jesus this is Christ. the time traveling here Although, wait, no, no, I'm on. saying like this would like we would we would have had to have to be to know this knowledge now. Everyone we would have knows to... that a joke only works after you explain it. Keep going. <laughs> what? Nothing. I said everyone knows a joke always works best when you have to sit down and explain <laughs> well, it. So I'm just trying to look at the logistics of this. So yeah, we <laughs> we already if no, we I already know. know the information that we're talking about. We would have had to have already time traveled. Yeah, so we would have had to experience it already. Yeah, we would have had to. Ex- Unless oh, we just I see. lived. We lived. Okay, so we time yeah. traveled a week ahead. We lived for two years, and then now we're returning back to our original time, but we're still going to have to time travel back to the future. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless we just didn't record this episode. I mean, we then, did. Uh, you're. You can't speak hypothetically. That all happened. I'm just right, trying right, to wrap right. my head around the logistics of it. I'm hapless. I'm it's not been the two one. years. I'm sorry. My memory right, is a little... Well, I for didn't... me, it's been two years since, you know, the, us, the last time we've addressed our show, our audience. Right. It's so been two years for this timeline. Yeah. I, yeah or, I'm... No, well, no, well, it's been like a couple of days for this timeline, but two years for <laughs> us. So if we're hazy on the details, that's why. Right, I and I I mean I wasn't the one to design the time travel machine. I think that was one of you two, right? I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure which one. Yeah, Dan uh <laughs> effectively like came up with like the the apparatus which was uh the refrigerator. Oh, you went you went with the refrigerator. Oh, you did go with the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People think yeah. that was too dark before, but we went with it this time. <laughs> People thought that was weird. Yeah, well, <laughs> like expensive. I mean, I'm just nu- a really big Indiana nuclear... Jones four fan. The nuclear, yeah, and I liked the idea of flying through the air in a refrigerator. So right. I figured, well, if you can do it through time, it's kind of the same thing. That's a great, uh, great. I'm really glad you brought that up because another thing that we did was we single handedly reversed the critical and public opinion of Indiana Jones four on this podcast. It is now a, a masterpiece. <laughs> 
classic in the oh, future. Oh, it was one of the ICFAP episodes that we oh, were yeah. commissioned to do uh, on our Patreon exclusive bonus episodes that you right. can, uh, you know, experience if you pay us at like two dollars. Yeah, and 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 yeah. I mean like it was patreon.com slash uh, base uh, <laughs> pa- uh, 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 patreon.com slash it came from a basement. It was really crazy how um, I can't really say who it was. I'll, I'm gonna use a somebody who somebody whose name rhymes with Steven Kielberg recommended that movie to us. Oh, okay, okay. At, but like only at like the five dollar tier, which I don't really get. Mm, well, I mean, you know, times are tough after the uh, <laughs> after the the the, the mid twenty twenty one. Yeah, after, after the moon exploded in mid twenty twenty one during President Nixon's third term. It's odd that in two years, multiple things, multiple presidencies have happened. Hey, listen, but, go, tell yourself in 2016 what would have happened up to 2020. and uh, Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. you'd be quite surprised. Yeah, I can't believe they, um, I can't believe they rewrote the entire Constitution. Uh, presidential terms are like four months now instead of <laughs> four years. And so. they allow for the resurrection of the dead. Um, yeah. It was really cool yeah. how the only thing that needed, like, the only way that resurrection of the dead happens is if it's written into law, and then it just suddenly is a thing you can do. Mm, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone before. knows as long as it's a law, what can you do about it? Yeah, it's just a law. <laughs> reality now, so is therefore, like, yeah, shit. reality. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how you that's that's how you you accomplish time travel, right, Dan? Was that you became a lawmaker and wrote into mm-hmm. law i can now time travel in this refrigerator <laughs> yeah it was a little hard to pass but uh eventually i got everyone <laughs> on my side all the legislators mm-hmm. and yeah we were able to get that through and and look at us now what's that like late 2022 yeah like around episode uh 86 80, that sounds about right yeah memory we a skip late. a few months because we're supposed to end in early 2022 Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we did all go on a th- on like a a three month vacation. We went on a sabbatical. Because... Yeah, we we do go on a sabbatical in twenty twenty one. Right. Yeah, we go to the moon when they right, open yeah. up moon travel before realizing that uh, it's the surface an, is it's an unstable. And... Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. It's the second time I got to go to the moon. Oh Other right. That time in my dreams. <laughs> That one time that you went to the moon in your did dreams. Did you take? Did you take Cluppy with you this time? <laughs> uh, your yeah, wife. Cluppy was able to come. She was able to make it. Fortunately. <laughs> but she got lost. You had to leave her behind when the moon got dark. <laughs> well, you know, All sacrifices right. have to be made sometimes. All right. Um, I think we just tipped the scale to <laughs> unlistenable. <laughs> The Gluppy Hey, Gluppy has been mentioned the... before. <laughs> we have mentioned Gluppy. Yeah. In we some have. episode. I don't know which episode, but we did mention it. was Gooby. Was it was it on yeah, I was gonna was it on the main feed or was it in No, it was on the bonus episode that hasn't come out yet at the time of this. So completely out. unlistenable. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's not gonna come out before this that episode joke airs. It makes sense, yeah. Well, you'll have That's to subscribe amazing. to our Patreon at patreon.com. We're doing some real time travel shit here, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see? <laughs> but we uh, incorporate the, the theme pudding. of the goddamn thing we're talking about into the text of the podcast. 
I'd say that's it's, it's that's a podcast first. Yeah. Yeah, no podcast has ever worked <laughs> what they're doing into the recording. No no podcast has ever had a thematic center. Yeah. Uh if you have any questions, comments, or concerns or please. celebrations because maybe something actually good in the news happened and you want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, if you want to just rejoice uh for reasons. Uh, email us at it came from a basement at gmail.com. Uh, head over to it came from basement.com for all your things. Ickfab. Follow us on Twitter at basementcast. And as said before, follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash it came from a basement. Small donation will go a long way because we have excellent content. Our bonus <laughs> episodes are very fun. Yeah. Uh, um, if I do say so myself. If you hopefully things have worked out with this by now, they seem to be chugging along at a pretty decent speed to to warrant it. But if you're listening to this and having clicked over from our Blaze Ball sponsorship, welcome. We're very sorry. Oh right. Oh right. <laughs> we apologize oh, profusely. We... Oh no. Uh, go pies. Go pies. Go pies. Go pies. We we we're gonna win, or not? Well, I mean, it's we really up know. in the air. We won't know. See, at least for the first time ever, we can say this thing, and then it not be proven wrong before the, they come out. So, wait, I kind of want to still do that. So okay, wait, um, how would? We, yeah, wait. Tomorrow, hmm. Sunday, October fourth. Uh. Aliens will happen. I'm sure someone will watch the movie Aliens, yeah. I was watching Alien earlier. <laughs> you watched Alien earlier? Some of it before I fell asleep. You watch oh, okay. Alien 3? Oh, Alien 3 kind of rules. Alien 3 kind of rules. Not gonna lie. Alien 3 does indeed rule, yes. It's a yeah, good that, movie. that movie kind of owns <laughs> in its own little way. In its own little way. Uh, you watch the director's cut or no? I don't I think watch, I watched the director's cut. I watched the original cut. Mm. Is the director's cut better? Uh, yeah. Okay. Most would one. say so. This one's uh, what is the major differences? Um, I think some of the prisoners get more time. Like, I'm pretty mm. sure uh, Paul McGann gets quite a bit oh, more screen time. Good. All right. That's already the... That's, like, my biggest problem with the movie is um, absolutely not enough Paul McGann. Yeah, and then there's just more, uh, like, there's stuff is just different, too. Like, they went back and reshot stuff. So I think this has, oh. like, the original alien birth. Like, in the theatrical, isn't it from, like, a dog? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the director's cut, it's an ox. Whoa. Right. Okay. It's a whole different sequence, and there's, like, huh. a few things like that. I, I can't really, I can't exactly remember. I can't, last time I saw but a theatrical cut. But it's palpably like, different like um it's not like a totally different experience but i think it all adds up to being a better it's one of those things where i don't think there's like an insane like structural change or anything it's just oh that's a different scene here and there i think there's a few extended moments and stuff but i think it adds up to being a better movie okay from what i remember again it's all kind of like hazy but cool i will probably check that out at some point i also want to watch halloween three Halloween three yeah. is I want to watch it too. I it's on next. It's coming up on my list. I want to watch that. 
I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it being pretty fun and weird, and, you know. They got, like, robots with, like, egg yolks or for blood or something. It's crazy. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that sentence. And that's nope. what I remember. That's just the image burned into my nine-year-old brain when I saw it on AMC or whatever the fuck. Or I was probably older than that, but it's a weird wow. movie. Yeah. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Is this is that the end of our episode? Are we done? <laughs> we didn't even talk. Mention. I think if we end now, it is our best episode, probably. <laughs> That's if you would like something. to stop listening and just imagine that this episode is total bliss. Uh, go right ahead. Uh, we're talking about if you've stuck or, with us into the hell time. We're talking around Final Fantasy yeah. Chronicles Chrono Trigger. The 1995 role-playing video game developed and published by Square for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System that began the Chrono series, of which there are two games, I believe. The Chrono Duology. The Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Uh, we The disc in the binder is a burnt copy of one disc of final fantasy chronicles chrono trigger we could not get it to work no it Um, is like a emulated disc just shoved into the binder so i feel like that's good binder content i know we haven't really been talking about the binder too much on this show about the binder the binder Mm. yeah we're Um, extensively a show about a mysterious object that only the three of us have uh, access to yeah we have not mentioned that in months i feel no, it is part of the course for it to give us a disc that implies, like, the writing of it, Final Fantasy Chronicles, Chrono Trigger, is funny in and of itself because it implies that this is the version of the game that was packaged with Final Fantasy Four, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it, we're only getting For the getting PlayStation 1. Right, and then it had written on it PSX, which I think is a, a version of the PS1 that they released. Mm-hmm. Um it's either I don't I actually have no idea. It's either a version of the PlayStation One or what people call the PlayStation One sometimes. Okay. I really have no idea. Um Yeah, and then uh, we couldn't get it to work on an emulator on our computers, so we didn't play it. So we just decided to say <laughs> fuck it, I guess. I Okay. <laughs> I did. tried to play it. <laughs> I did. I'll it take it fine. I'll I'll uh, speak for myself and say I decided to say fuck it. I mean, but. we did ultimately decide to say fuck it. I tried to, but uh, turns out playing a turn-based RPG made in 1995 on a computer isn't fun. Right. <laughs> in and any so, regard. So you saying that means that I would absolutely like not even engage with it for a millisecond. I just know myself, so it's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, Dean, didn't you try to download an emulator? Oh, I played a little bit. I played, uh, somewhat, I got, uh, my fingies started to hurt. Okay. Uh, playing a video game on a keyboard. I, uh, so I was that, like, nah. That is not made to be played on a keyboard. Yeah. If I was like, oh, if I had a, a Super Nintendo paddle little controller, maybe, maybe I'd play it more, but I didn't. And Why isn't I didn't this on, want like, to. Why isn't this on the classic SNES that they released a few years ago? You would think that That's this game would be on there. Yeah. Because Earthbound's on there. Yeah. That's a whole you... ass 
JRPG. When you look this up, when you look up Chrono Trigger, most people think it's like one of the best games ever made, right? A lot yeah. of people do, at least. Uh, it's it's pretty much up there with some of the best JRPG uh, games ever made. I don't know about get best game overall, but it's certainly has a uh, massive, massive fan base. It's so a lot of people's assume, favorite games. Yeah, you would uh, assume. And by all accounts, it seems really cool. I like the, <laughs> the plot synopsis seems like it'd be my shit if it was in a game that I actually liked. I'm just I'm really I don't I don't like JRPGs, turn-based JRPGs at least. I think the like uh, I can barely what, what play about, Pokemon. What about it? I don't know. It the turn-based aspect of it is just so unappealing to me, especially when you when you like combine that with the incessant grind that maybe this game doesn't have this game might not have a grind uh to it but i know that every time i want to play pokemon and i've purchased like pretty much every a version of pokemon for every generation that's come out except for the newest one every time i go to play pokemon i get a few hours into it and i'm like i do i don't want to play this i really don't want to have to like figure out which Pokemon I need at certain levels and go grind and do these turn-based combat systems. Like, it's not fun to me to just pick a, a a selection from a menu. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Which is what all video games are. It's just essentially picking it from a menu. But, like, at least other video games, there it's a, it's an invisible menu that you don't right. know you're picking from. I don't know. I, it's not like I think they're bad. I just don't. They're not for me. Yeah, hard same. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a JRPG that I've played that I liked. I don't think I've even really tried to play too many JRPGs. Hard um, same. <laughs> uh, I've played a couple. I've been known to play a few. Um, Any good ones? Well, my favorite JRPG is... Uh, Mother Three, mm. interesting. Um, which I've heard that talked is about. Incredible, uh, Earthbound, and um, you know I like uh, the Final Fantasies. <laughs> you like uh, the Final Fantasies? <laughs> yeah, I like uh, the Final Fantasies. <laughs> I um, the Final Fantasy uh, Four is really cool. The Final Fantasy. Uh, Seven is a classic. Final Fantasy Nine is like my favorite. Are they all turn based? All yeah. of them? Okay. Uh, all of them it, up until it, like fifteen. Fifteen was not very turn based, but and the they new all one have isn't different. Yeah, the new one doesn't look turn based at all. But uh, mm. all of them have different gimmicks of their things. Like everything's dip. Like the act of time battle. And that's what Chrono Trigger has, correct? Yeah, uh, Chrono Trigger has a weird version of the active time battle. Um, there's no random encounters in Chrono Trigger. Uh, you can see all the enemies, like or like the enemy encounter things, like on the map, so you can avoid them uh, occasionally. Uh, and then they also have like this weird, like position based. Uh, battle, as far as I could tell, I played a few battles and it seemed like 
you could do different moves based on like where enemies are placed yeah you can uh, combine like your screen. you can combine your um attacks with other uh like your your other companion attacks to make new attacks mm-hmm. which is really interesting um i know it, it's run it runs off of like instead of it being turn-based every character just has their own time counter that then they can attack yeah after that's, that runs that's out that's the the classic uh atb which is neat um i just i think the problem with jrpgs for me is i'm way better at games where all of the thinking goes in before you get into combat because when i'm in combat i basically do not have the mental capacity to be able to like strategize mm. i think that's yeah, my main problem i mean problem. like the strategy is like the main component yeah and i'm <laughs> into of, that in theory but of a role-playing strategy game yeah, yeah. but mm. there's other ones that like you can load out your stats and load out your like mm-hmm. your armor and your weapons before and then you, you just into go into a thing and react and you react right, right. instead of like having no, to I, I get you. yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a way different yeah I, I just it's something i couldn't really ever sort of engage in in a way that i found fun yeah um for me like, but i get you know yeah be okay. yeah even like real-time uh even real-time combat games like uh kingdom hearts like that's like probably way at the like the lower level of the jrpg like scale but like even oh, then kingdom hearts is like an action game essentially but, that yeah they slap a little menu on just to just to be fun even then <laughs> i have never played kingdom hearts and been able to really just to be fun take advantage of like even the magic system if it's not in my sub menu i don't use the mat the i don't use any spells mm-hmm. i barely can remember to load up my potions into like the the easily accessible menu i almost never engage with any of the like bonus or not bonus but like the extra like um items that you pick up like the synthesis stuff like the the most i do is like switch out keyblades to like get the one that has the bigger attack like that that is my level of gaming it's it's i don't even engage with the rpg elements of kingdom hearts (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean to be fair I also don't do that because Kingdom Hearts can just be – it plays more like an action game, so I right. don't have to. And um, I think that's why I'm I'm way more liable to finish one of those games is because you can ignore those aspects of it and still beat the game yeah. to a certain extent. Um, it probably is way harder than it needs to be. but There's definitely been some JRPGs where I just can't get past a certain – like yeah. boss or something because i'm just like oh they want you to like be better at this no <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm not doing that so it really right. goes it, it's really like how far i'm willing to go uh per like game right but there's some that i'm just like oh yeah this is like playable and then other times it's like oh they want you to like know the systems and like use things that you have to like look for like no i don't want to do that i'm i've been trying way harder to be better at that because i do kind of realize that i only engage with most games at like their surface level and i feel like it'd be a more enjoyable experience for me like to tap into the game part yeah um like with ghost of... the way they hoped you would yeah, yeah the way that they're actually telling it. you to play it yeah. um 
like Ghost of Tsushima, um, I am still in the middle of it. I oh, I haven't played that in a while, but yeah, yeah, me neither. I'm like right at the end too, and I'm like, oh mm. wow, I'm pretty close to the end. I'm, I'm still. I've decided for some reason that I was going to engage with everything on the first island uh, before moving oh, on to absolutely Act two. me too. So. Yeah. I'm quite <laughs> far from the end. Um, but, like, even that, like, there's a lot of uh, really interesting combat mechanics that you, like, unlock and can activate with just simple button presses. Like, a lot of the um, stance uh, things yeah. that you unlock are just, like, press triangle four times. And, mm-hmm. it, my, like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I would just continue to mm-hmm. use the most basic combat maneuvers. And I, <laughs> I'm trying my best to, like, try to be better at it to like, like use the extra attacks that they're giving you yeah i play it yeah. the way with a, a a developer intended skill exactly yeah. um and that i just think that kind of like my level of thinking in terms of gaming just doesn't really translate well to a game like I, chrono trigger yeah i think that's actually why i stopped playing ghost of tsushima is because like i did really try to focus on learning like all of the combat moves and all that sort of shit so that i can sort of have like a more robust playing experience and then i just turned into like a tank that can't die with like <laughs> right. five or like 10 hours left in the game and i'm like well shit like I- i've i've had like everything unlocked for a while like everything's right. upgraded and it's like well yeah now i can just not have to play the game because you just sort of walk through everything yeah it's kind of like well okay but I mean, it's still fun, I guess. Maybe I'll get back to it. I definitely want to try finishing it. Um, uh, I really... I also I really... haven't played that game... Sorry, before... Final note on that, or my final word on that game for now. Uh, I've, like, not played it in Kurosawa mode almost at all. Hmm. I did it a little bit. I switched over my language to Japanese exclusively. Um, but I switched out of the black and white mode pretty soon after I, like... It's just a very pretty it. game. Yeah, yeah it, the like colors put like too much good. work into all the nice little colors. I'm like, why would I yeah. not want to watch that? I do it like every every so often. I switch up because it is so easy to just switch yeah, them out. But yeah. um, yeah, if I'm going to like a new environment, I'll mm-hmm. I'll put in the I'll turn on the color and be like, oh, this is like really nice looking. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been like really into movies lately. Like, just trying to watch through a lot of movies. So, like, I haven't been playing a lot of video games, and I'm getting to the point where it's, it's like, pretty bad. Now you want to start playing a game? Yeah, I really want to finish yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, because I actually, I want to just, I don't want to backlog another game that I started. I just, I really want to finish that. Mm-hmm. And um, I really want to play Hades really bad. Hades looks dope. I want to play Hades so fucking bad. Um, it's Hades. It's a new, uh, do you know what a roguelike is, Dan? I don't think so, actually. Um, no. A roguelike is a type of game where you it's you go through like a dungeon, and it's like a randomly generated dungeon each time, and then you die, and you have to restart it with like like go and collect all the, the um, items again. Um, that's how it usually plays out. But Hades is like a roguelike where every time you die, uh, you start out with all your upgrades still. So you just go through a randomized oh. version of the same like level. Uh, each time but you're getting more powerful and like the story mm-hmm. is you are going to beat your dad who is the god of the underworld mm. um yeah you're like trying you to go as? in like a mythological figure uh i don't know what the name i, I can look it up i don't know what the name of the you do character. like meet all the greek gods and stuff nice. but i don't yeah. know who you play as 
but just, like, I, I think each deal, of the, but, uh, I think everyone in the Pantheon, like, gives you, like, upgrades and stuff. Nice. Yeah, you can, like, court their favor and whatnot. It seems, like, really cool. It's by the people who did, um, some of my favorite games, and I can't remember any of them. Uh, Bastion and Bastion. Transistor and Pyre. Super giant games. Mm. Yes. Transistor okay. is incredible. Uh-huh. And Pyre is a lot of fun. It's like a weird, like, sports game. I think I've, I remember seeing that game, I think. Like, hearing about it. I never played it, but Pyre, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one looks really cool. I always like their, that studio's, like, aesthetic and output. So, um, oh, you're playing Zagreus, mm. the son of Hades. Makes sense. As he attempts to escape from the underworld to meet to reach Mount Olympus, yeah, that sounds really, really cool. cool. Um, I it's procedural narrative storytelling. It hmm. seems really neat. I love their aesthetic and their their especially their music is really good. I have the uh, Bastion and Transistor soundtracks. I think on CD. I got mm-hmm. a convention once, but uh, Bastion was one that I played, and I think I got really far into it. Like pretty soon after it came out, from like a humble bundle, um, and then. Transistor has always been on my radar. I just they were on sale on the Switch for like two and three bucks a piece the other day, and Yo. I, I I got them, uh, and I think I want to go through and play them eventually. Transistor but... owns bones. It looks like, really cool. I, I think you would enjoy it a lot. It's it really cool. cool. It's 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 like a fantasy cyberpunk, hmm. uh, sort of like action game, and your sword sings to you, right? And your sword is like your boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> like huh. you're, it's awesome, yeah. Your sword, your sword is, uh, like has like a person in it or something. It's cool. Hmm. Maybe I'll look it up. I'll look into it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's probably on sale often, so I would definitely uh pick that up. Yeah. Um. A uh, real quick sidebar. Uh. <laughs> I was just scrolling through Netflix. I'm going to put Back to the Future on, on silent. Uh, nice. <laughs> but they, uh, under their scary movies uh, seg- section, they have this movie called The Car. And uh, that's awesome that that that's, is on Netflix. I think – I'm going to go off on a limb here. And I'm uh-huh. going to say that car horror is the ultimate Dan genre. <laughs> Like I think I I really I think just based off of what I know about you and your opinions about movies and the uh-huh. things that you've said about what you want to make I think if I had to pick one genre that just defines you it's car horror. Wow. Okay. Is that inaccurate? No, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what it says about me. But I just think I, you like you I don't just, know what that. I just think you like a movie where a car runs over some people for the whole <laughs> runtime. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Especially when it's a possessed demon car. Hell yes, which is what happens in the fucking car. They're fighting yeah. a demon car. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just pissed off. Fucking the angry gas using energy. It's awesome. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Everyone should watch it. I have a I am writing a killer car movie, sorta. Not really. Yeah. When I say writing, I mean I have a title page. Uh <laughs> and you've amazing. thought about it every day for the last years. Yeah. Oh, I have a I had a movie idea the other day. I haven't written anything down for it. But it's it's up there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I really want to remake Sleepaway Camp. Do it. Because <laughs> that movie 
<laughs> Could be great. You, I I did not know what to say when I saw that you said you were going to watch that. I was like, um, okay. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'll just let her watch it. Cause it's okay. It 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 it's weird how it like. I feel like I should have heard about that before. I I have probably engaged with the twist at the end of Sleepaway Camp before mm-hmm. on like a surface level and just forgot about it. Yeah. Like it's almost certainly been like in a list, like of that trope being used. Um, Dean, do you care? No, I don't care at all. So the 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 main spoilers for Sleepaway Camp, a forty year old movie. Um, uh, there's a a a character. It's a kid. Who survives like a boat attack on her brother <laughs> a and boat attack? A boat attack on what you think is her brother <laughs> and her father. A boat accident, maybe. A boat accident, whatever. It's a boat attack. Um, on her, boat, on her, like oh, you shit, think it's a boat attack. <laughs> <laughs> on her, you think brother and father, and it cuts to years later, and she's at, uh, she goes to camp, and she's really quiet and reserved, and. Uh, a bunch, a killer starts killing a bunch of kids at this camp, um, mostly kids who are uh, being mean to her, and you think it's obviously her. And counselors, because really I think the worst kill in that movie is the uh, the, sh- the chef guy. Ooh, he gets boiled alive. Yeah, yeah, that's rough nasty. buddy, rough buddy. Um, Although he was literally a disgusting pervert. The movie's gross, by the way. The anyone... movie's r- really gross. Yeah. Um, but you think it's her, and then that seems really obvious. So you think it's her, her cousin who's there with her and is uh, defensive of her and, like, tries to help her out of situations. Um, the movie's really campy, like, really campy. Like, uh, it's been described as, like, John Waters-level camp, and that is accurate. Um, the mom in that movie of, of oh, her shit. is – I she's in a different – universe she's yeah. not even in the same universe she's, she's operating in another plane of reality it's totally <laughs> it's, it's, bonkers it's really great and then you find it's got out the best i'm i swear to god it's got the best dialogue exchange in any movie i've ever heard is it the baseball game hell yes it is the baseball game is pretty good uh they literally i forget the characters names but it's basically like you know uh, eat shit ricky eat shit and die ricky and then the other kid is like eat shit and live bobby <laughs> it's pretty incredible the movie is honestly fucking great and then you find out through like a series of like weird mental um like mental mind palaces that she goes to to remember her weird childhood that she was actually the boy not the bro not the sister she was the brother and got taken to uh, I guess her aunt's house, who already had a daughter, and she was like, well, we already have a, a girl here, uh, or we already have a boy here, so you're just going to have to be a girl then. We're just going to call you your sister's name, and was raised as a girl, and then, like, she was trying, she was, like, flirting with this dude, and the end shot of it is, like, a, the other campers rushing up to her, cradling, like, this boy's naked, decapitated body, and she just stands up, and it's like a weird puppet of her. Well, and it's, it's yeah, it's a it's a mask of Felicia Rose over uh, like a dude's body, and like a dude actor body. And then they're like, "She's a boy," and then the movie ends. And Whoa. it's like, 
it's it yeah there's like this famous shot where they pull back from this like creepy face to reveal that she's like naked and has a dick it's, it's like really it's like strange. the last shot of the movie or something it's bizarre that seems unnecessary <laughs> it's really weird and i really want to write it from it a became, trans perspective it could yeah, be so cool it was a really like so the thing that was interesting about this movie is i kind of heard about it um and then i think they i think i watched it on a joe bob thing and like they, the way they talk about it and then i've seen it referenced you know a hundred places after that like once you it's one of those things that you know once you see it then you see it anywhere everywhere um mm-hmm. and like apparent that seems like it was a kind of formative moment in a lot of young you know a lot of vhs watching horror youths of the time like that wasn't a thing you did in movies and it was just kind of wild and it left like it's it's kind of earned this reputation because of the ending of the movie yeah and it's got a very com- you know clearly complicated history i guess and the legacy because of it and it's like only vaguely offensive up till that point like there's a lot of weird like 80s homophobic remarks that really don't yeah. even feel that offensive they're just kind of like uh whatever and then that happens and even that in and of itself is not handled in a way like the like in universe in the movie it almost isn't explicit transphobia it just feels like people expressing something like oh she's a boy and then right. it, and it's a, it just feels like a shock ending for like the i don't know the shock of it like what if it was it, actually a girl or a boy you know like what if this but, right yeah it's it just feels you know. so weird it doesn't even feel yeah. like it's, it's a very, right it That's, makes sense yeah. it, um, it feel, to me like it feels like they i mean like i don't know i have no idea but it when I was watching it, I got the impression that they're like, well, we need something to stand out from all the other movies ripping off Friday the 13th, you know? Yeah. So we're going to do this twist. Yeah, that's what it, yeah. fe- I don't know. I don't know if that's the origin or inception of it, but like, that's what it, it's just like, oh, okay. You know. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. it almost feels like they didn't even know about transgender people um, in this film. It didn't, it just felt like it was like a, a, a twist, in, like a like a rug pull as opposed to them being transphobic i guess right. if that makes any sense i mean yeah and i, I don't want to like necessarily ascribe any like if i have no idea are you that's saying just... it feels like Oops. so removed from the actuals like fear of it like the actual yeah. like what what they're addressing they're not even aware of of it yeah um, I mean, who's to say? I don't know. Because it is a movie about... I mean, I think the idea that this boy being raised as a girl, you know, just broke his brain in two, and that's why he was, like, killing people at the camp, you know? Right. I, yeah, so no, I, don't, I have no idea, but... For yeah. sure. It definitely can... It definitely has that angle on it, and I that's pretty much why I didn't like it, is because the whole movie is really put in a different light because of that shock reveal. Um, have you seen the sequel, Dan? No, I haven't seen any of the sequels. Do you uh, do you care if I talk about the sequel at all? Uh, not particularly, no. So the beginning of the sequel is a bunch of teens around a campfire talking about the plot of Sleepaway Camp 1, <laughs> saying, Whoa. like, oh, yeah, uh, there was this camp, Camp Arawak, and a bunch of people died, and the it turns out it was this girl, but she was actually a boy. He was killing everyone. And then someone else is like, yeah, um, uh, she went to a mental hospital afterward and some another character is like um he it was a boy right and he's like the other dude is like 
Um, well, actually, when she was at the mental hospital, they did sex chain surgery on her, so she's a girl now. And then that's what? the last time it is mentioned. Uh, uh, what? It is completely oh. dropped after oh, that. Oh, it's not even, you know, the thread that they follow? No. The thread of the movie is that she is now a camp counselor who <gasps> cares oh. so much about decorum that she kills anyone who is even slightly bad. Someone who oh, does so drugs, com- peeping wait, toms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they bring this Whoa. character back. Yeah, she's the— And forgive her crimes. She is the main character of the tr- of the Sleepaway Camp trilogy. And then <laughs> there is a fourth Sleepaway Camp that follows a survivor of those three movies. That um, It's a really weird franchise. They made three movies in the 80s, and then the fourth movie never got finished. Uh, then in, like, 2008, they made a Return to Sleepaway Camp, which still featured her, again, just as a woman. Like, I don't know, I don't think they bring up the transphobic shit or the trans shit at all. Yeah, because it sounds like they didn't really, that wasn't yeah part of what they were going for. Right. And then in 2013, they recut the fourth movie that had been lost in the 90s and released it, um, mm. which was, like, a completely separate plot line from the those other four. Uh yeah, it's it, not even like I they don't even wanted, just. Uh, I think I'm sorry. That's fine. Go ahead. I was just going to say I think I want to watch the Sleepaway the rest of the movies now. I do want to watch. I'm curious as to what three is, but um, they don't. Yeah, they just drop the trans stuff. They just completely drop mm-hmm. it, which almost feels like uh, it's it's such a weird thing because again, it doesn't ever it doesn't really feel overly transphobic. It just feels really ignorant and misguided, um, which I still don't think is great. Like I think just mm-hmm. don't do that if you're not going to you know try to be cool but it is a schlocky 80s horror movie probably made by people who don't care um yeah they probably didn't they were probably so insular in their sort of world view that they didn't even realize they probably were being offensive yeah but again they, they just or treat... not i or just they <laughs> didn't care who knows it's just so weird how it's not even like she is just treated as a woman from that then on like there's even like these two kids who keep taking pictures of like women while they're undressing and who end up getting killed by her and uh they just like take pictures of her nude and it's like that's just it like they just this movie just treats her as another female character which is i guess problematic but yeah i guess they realize that there's uh not as much of a monetary gain as if your brand isn't about a sexy woman as opposed to a yeah dude it's mm-hmm. it's so interesting they, yeah they had more value in that i don't know weird so yeah so since i watched that yesterday i think it was yesterday um i was like i want to rewrite this and and center it on like imagine a horror movie a horror slasher movie where it's like uh, it was a trans character doing all the murdering because people were being transphobic great i want to see that i want to see a trans slasher just getting revenge on transphobes hell yeah and one of them is named joanne (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the sequel also is bad because it literally, you know who it is from the get-go, and you see her commit all the, the, the murders. So mm-hmm. it's just like there's no tension in it whatsoever. Right. Um, hmm. And some of the kills are fine, I guess. But anyway. Uh, it's called Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Yes, called Unhappy mm-hmm. Campers. It's, <laughs> it has the wildest end credits uh like 
like the... Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of horror sequels, have either of you seen Halloween 2? Yeah. I have not. Long time ago, but yeah. Oh, man. That was an interesting flick. Uh, yeah, it's, I'll be right, it's weird. I'll be right it, like, back, gang. From what I remember, it is kind of barely needs to exist, but yeah, it, it does it, anyway, huh? It's fine. It Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's not ape. even bad. It's just like yeah. such a like it's it's such an epilogue that's two hours long. Or whatever. It feels like the third act of Halloween that Halloween already had. It yeah. literally just feels like an extended ending to that film, especially um, because it is it literally picks up like in the very like you could smash these together into one movie without missing a beat. Like it's yeah, that sort exactly. of like seamless of a transition between films. Also, I don't think I'm going to like the rest of the Halloween franchise because I realized that uh, the the most motivation I want Michael Myers to have at all is I want him to maybe want to finish what he started. Like, I am okay with him wanting to kill Laurie because he she escaped. That mm-hmm. is the extent of what I want him to feel or think about. I like The first movie is so well, good because he's just... Uh, he just goes and just kills people because it's just what he wants to do. Or right. like he just is pure evil. But then the second you give him a motivation, it's just mm-hmm. boring. Not boring, but it's just like every other slasher, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the movies kind of. I know. I'm trying to remember. There's all sorts of mythology and shit, and uh, you know the the rest of the movies kind of center around uh, Laurie Strode's niece because you know we can't get Jamie Lee Curtis back, so right she refused. There's still this, yeah. There's still they this whole familial. Well, no, it's not her like, niece. It, it's it's her daughter, isn't it? It's Michael uh, Myers' niece, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. it is. Yeah, they kill right. they kill her sure. off. And then when they wanted to bring her back, they just said, okay, well, we'll just make this one a sequel to Halloween 2 and erase 3, 4, and 5 out of existence. And then... And 6. <laughs> uh, yeah. three Or 4, 5, and 6. And then, yeah, because 3 is... And then when they wanted to reboot it, they're like, oh, we'll just do this as a sequel to 1 because we don't really want the sister thing to come into play. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love yeah. it. When are we going to get a, a, um, into the Michaelverse? Oh, my God. Into the Shapeverse? Into the shape verse, be pretty cool. I don't know. When are we getting my goddamn every '80s slasher villain team up fight movie? Like, yeah. why isn't that happened yet? I don't know. You'd think Pinhead versus Freddy Krueger versus Jason versus Michael versus fucking whatever Matt Cordell from Maniac Cop and yeah, get Chucky in there. You know why? why? Come on, come on. Versus the Thing, Super Smash Slashers. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's not bad. I have an entire story. I cooked up a whole story of that pie one time. Not at all. Like, I have it. If anyone's listening, and if any lawyer is listening and is powerful enough to wrangle the forces together to get all those... Of course, at least one lawyer is listening. A million people claim every episode is their favorite. That's right, of course. We've probably got thousands of lawyers that listen to this show. Yeah, yeah. What's... um... What do you think is the lawyer's favorite episode? Like in general, like if we had to do a like a good advice, good advice. That's a good one. Yeah, you're right. You got it. Uh, I think lawyers would crack up at the you know. The is there a has thing. there been a courtroom movie at all? Um, any no. trial film? You know what? You know what I think movie lawyers would like the most is the statement. I think the statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I Fuck, watched I another. About that movie. 
I watched another Norman Jewish movie recently, um, In the Heat of the Night, and it fucking ruled. What did he do to make the statement? Because well, isn't, isn't that movie? He was an old direct, like that was from the '60s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely older when he made so the statement. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe he's just like time it, happened. Disappointing. If I had watched In the Heat of the Night before I knew that, it, and then like I learned that one of his movies is in the binder, I'd be so excited. And then I'm glad that it was the reverse. I think. Yeah, you got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Um, Dan, have you ever played Dead by Daylight? No, I don't play games. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't know if you would. It's a multiplayer game, but do you know the concept? Do you, do you know that you know it? Um, I feel like I read about it. What? Do you know of it? Do you know of it? Do you know? Of it? <laughs> Have you heard of this? Um, it's just a multiplayer yeah, game. This is where the you worst play... episode of all time. Welcome <laughs> you to just... the basement. <laughs> you play as uh, either survivors or a slasher killer, and they've been adding like a lot of oh, um, right. movie movie characters in. They, I think, they have Michael Myers, and I think they have Jason. I'm not sure. They have Leatherface and Freddy Krueger, mm. and some like ghosts um Ooh, some ghosts ghost Love face some ghosts. uh apparently it's pretty cool hmm. that's pretty rad yeah maybe i'll have to look into that too god damn see video okay. games uh chrono trigger was directed by <laughs> takashi takita uh yoshinori kitase and akihiko matsui uh, it was designed by Hironobu Sakaguchi, and it was, uh, you know, the, the art uh, and character creation was Akira Toriyama. That's why everyone looks like Dragon Ball characters. Yeah, and Dragon Quest characters. And Dragon Quest characters, because, you know, it's the same guy, so everyone's got Goku face going on. Uh, you can play as fucking he... Ash in this game? What? Oh no! There's, oh. I, I'm looking up Dead by Daylight and it's characters, <laughs> and there's a whole list. And Laurie Strode is on there. Ash. Nice. Nancy nice. Wheeler. Yeah. Nice. I, I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're playable characters or not. They I'm are. Yeah. All the, That's wild. Yeah. I think what it's mostly just a multiplayer game. Like you literally mm-hmm. just play as survivors against one person who is the right. killer. Right. So it's, it's just a skin more than. You know, um. I think you do like, get. I know the slashers get different power sets based on who you right. play as. Um, hmm. uh, I know yeah, that, like, um, I can't remember do, what some can, of them do, but uh, I know that, like, when you play as Jason, or maybe when you play as all of them, I think that the the <laughs> there's, like, a noise that plays when, when the killer is close to you, and I think it might be... Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so it looks like you get... Oh, okay, so it looks like there's all, like, DLC... Yeah, where it's like the final girl and the killer, like mm. you get both. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, interesting. Hmm. You get sorry, sorry, Chrono Trigger. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, Silent Gene Hill Cundy fucking shot Back to the Future, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. That's awesome. Uh, I have not that... seen this movie in like. I don't hey, know. Hey, that movie fucking rules, huh? Yeah. Back to the like, Future? Yeah, yeah, Back to the Future really rules. Does. Yeah. Uh, Just like the sheer amount of setup you get in like that opening shot. Right. Uh, yeah, I listened to the, the uh, tone blank check the perf- episode about it the other day. 
the performances. Uh, yeah, if you want an in-depth discussion of that, I would suggest listening to the blank t- check episode as well. Um, Dean, uh, yeah. the executioner from Silent Hill and Cheryl Mason from Silent Hill are in I was Dead by Daylight too. About to bring that up. Yeah, no. I think I think I saw uh, there was some Silent Hill. Uh, like maps or skins or something. The executioner, uh, not interesting that they call it that. Uh, oh, I guess it's just like the all of the th- the things in um in the game are like the something. Yeah, like the like Michael Myers is the shape, and Leatherface yeah. is the cannibal. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is the nightmare. The, uh, the Saw one is the pig. What's the Jason? ghost face. Jason is not in there. I I was mistaken. Oh. Jason is not in the game. I'm assuming they will put Jason in eventually uh yeah that's kind of like let's have a bunch of like action stars in a thing but well fuck we haven't gotten schwarzenegger yet <laughs> yeah speaking of schwarzenegger another sidebar and we don't have to keep any of this shit in the episode uh we are going to uh i just watched i rewatched this movie called uh last action hero i don't know if any of you have heard of that oh i've heard, I've heard of it yeah i haven't seen Used it to, i watched it as a kid and i rewatched it and it's really interesting but uh it's basically like schwarzenegger's meta movie and it's you know directed by fucking john mctiernan and scored by i don't even i forget but it's good it's an interesting movie because it's weird and maybe (laughs) terrible i can't tell (laughs) oh like you don't know yeah well i was spurred on to watch it too i mean i was watching i've been watching schwarzenegger stuff uh like revisiting schwarzenegger stuff recently anyway i was so i was kind of on my radar but this the other podcast junk food cinema podcast that i listen to uh mm-hmm. is doing this like three-part fucking series on um last action hero and uh interesting they have a guest joe lynch director he's a director on there talking about it as though he's like i literally look at this film as like mccabe and mrs miller like it's a masterpiece and whoa like, jesus christ <laughs> well all uh, right then Should uh, we- so I don't know. Oh, hold Should... on. I I, I want to say that uh, one of the maps in Dead by Daylight is just Haddonfield. Yeah, it's like, just Haddonfield. You know I mean? Like, that's, that's just awesome. a, a selected map. That's yeah. cool. That's very funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, continue. They have they have other places. Like, uh, they have the, the Hawkins National Laboratory from... Uh, uh, Stranger the, Things? Stranger Things, yeah. yeah With the, the Demogorgon in there. The Silent Hill uh, level is Midwich Elementary, which is probably one of the two that you would do a silent hill map on it's right. either that or the hospital um should we do a three-part episode series on chrono trigger <laughs> ah, yeah we, we listen uh, i kind of re-realized today that we were only going to get the 96 episodes so we would never get to the coveted 100th episode of the show so we do have to pad it out a little bit and what better time to do it than right now with a three-part chrono trigger series as long as part two could be about like silent hill part Our three second... <laughs> could be about something else that we want to talk about sure well yeah because we will definitely be able to play a full silent hill game for this podcast <laughs> listen i could talk i could talk about it already yeah we'll let you just go off on a soapbox about silent hill for a couple hours yeah why not listen if anyone wants to like patreon request and be like do a thing about Silent Hill 1 or Silent Hill 2 or Silent Hill 3 or Silent Hill 4 or Silent Hill uh, Downpour or Silent Hill Homecoming or Silent Hill Shattered Memories. 
uh, yeah, go for it. Ask us to do that. If it's if it's this game genre that I personally can be like engrossed in, I will definitely do my best to play through an entire video game if somebody gives it to us. Um, uh, it just Silent, happened. Silent <laughs> Hill. The nicest way to say something not mean, but just the main funny. That was <laughs> very Hill diplom- games that was diplomatic. That's all. Yeah. Are like eight-hour games if That's you know what awesome. you're doing. Like they're and, they're pretty quick if you know what you're doing. And I mean, like I don't even care. It could be longer than that. I've definitely played through longer games. I played through almost like the entirety of The Witcher Three, like and longer games. Like yeah, it's I, long. It's fine. I get it. It. I can do it. I just turn-based JRPGs are just my kryptonite. I literally just can't. My kryptonite. Get into it. The first Silent Hill game is rated at seven hours to beat the main story. Hmm. Um, That sounds so nice. From from howlongtobeat.com. Do you just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sorry. I love how to be how long to be I go on to it every single time I start a game. Yeah. Um Dean, can you finish up with the writers and the composers of this? The uh yes. Um Masato Kato uh wrote other things. Uh Takashi Tokita, Yoshinori Kitase, and Yuji Hori all wrote for the game. Yasunori Masuda uh and Nobu Umatsu, the legendary composer for the Final Fantasy series. Um, the music um, in this game rips. Yeah. The one thing I can confidently say about Chrono Trigger, the music... slaps my cheeks so i should listen to the soundtrack uh yeah I'd, I'd say the battle theme is catchy as shit uh at, at no point when i was attempting to play this game or to watch the full playthrough which i did not get through either um because <laughs> turns out watching a jrpg isn't exactly fun if you have no interest in playing it either um with no commentary like i couldn't find a complete playthrough of someone that i would like to listen to talk about it so I listened to a commentaryless one, and that was really boring. Um, the music was always the highlight. Like I, I was okay listening to it. I just yeah. couldn't tap away because if I could, if this game had voice acting, I would have been able to like engage with it a little more on the like watching it. But it doesn't because it's a PS One era SNES era JRPG. Um, it's cool. So. As far as I'm aware, the plot of this game is, um, you going I watched, through time. I watched enough of the playthrough to get the, the initial gist of it. The, the, the first part was you go to a fair, you meet someone who you later find out to be a princess. You accidentally go back through time, um, to rescue her because she accidentally gets sent back through time. She is mistaken for her ancestor and basically imprisoned or kidnapped. You have to save her when you travel back to your regular time period you're in prison for kidnapping her and you have to escape and that's as far as i got in watching the playthrough uh um, eventually there's like a big bad evil person 
there's like paradoxes there's like a creature that uh descends and they gotta fight that you gotta fight the creature and then you gotta go to forge a sword back in prehistory yeah. and then you gotta go and get the ore and there's time gates and then there's reptiles like uh yeah people that like rule the the land and then there's an ice age and um then you could like choose to fight the bad guy at any time uh yeah like, like after the style. end of act three uh or not but, even the end of act three I think, or i'm sorry the end of act one yeah you get access uh, to like this end of time world that has portals to every era and at that point you are allowed to go fight the end boss and just you get a different ending based on what you do prior to that and i guess it's so much way easier if you go through the rest of the game yeah um, there's like 12 different endings so i guess like depending on like whatever milestone you get yeah uh you can attempt to fight the final boss and the main different endings will happen this uh i mean you're you're listening to a podcast episode that should be talking about this game so i don't know why i'm saying this but spoiler the main character dies like half of the game chrono like, dies chrono dies and then they have to get like some sort of like resurrection uh token that you can that they use to resurrect him or something um it sounds really cool, like a quest to go forge a sword that you have to travel back to medieval times to forge, and you go to a frog man, a dude frog who's is literally awesome. a frog. Frog is his great. name is Frog. <laughs> I like, I like Frog. Yeah, he has a really funny walk animation where he just hops yeah, around. Yeah, Frog is dope. Um, I gotta look up Frog. This he game knows. sounds rad as fucking balls. This it does amazing. It and it, it, I just apparent, you know, given the the game's pet, you know, uh, yeah words positioned i'm sure we're just doing such a disservice to it and all the oh, people absolutely. that worked on it and by just delivering this garbage fucking episode there's but, like a prophet that's delivered by the mammon machine there's, there's the kingdom of zeal the there's a guy named gurus and there's an ocean <laughs> palace the like, yeah this all sounds cool the 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 chrono trigger is uh like a it's like the thing that they use to revive Chrono. Right. There's a you get like the ability to time travel without like portals later. There's a I think the main plot that you're trying to prevent from happening is this like robot or this main bad guy destroys the world at some point in the future and you have to work to to stop him from being summoned or created and you think you're working against this dude against this dude named like Magus who you think is the main villain, but then it turns mm. out he is trying to destroy the thing, not summon it, because it killed his sister, and you get to decide whether or not you kill him or spare him and let him join your party. And this is like half through the game, you realize that the main antagonist is not actually the main antagonist. Mm. That sounds this really cool. cool. This sounds like my type of... like like yeah, This sounds, sounds like a game awesome. I would love if it was in any other genre. And I feel bad about that, but I you know like some people yeah, can't yeah. get into shooters i just can't get into jrpgs <laughs> yeah i think i just yeah. need one i don't know if i can't get even into pokemon now i don't even know if there's a jrpg that i can get into that would let me like click and get into the genre you know pokemon uh, is that game for a I'm lot of people i'm wondering if there is earthbound earthbound or mother three are good ones i would I really say. like from what i've seen i really like the this the uh, tone of those games yeah and i like a lot of shit that's been directly inspired by them like i like undertale a lot mm -hmm. um so 
maybe that. But I they're think. also like we like there's shit in Earthbound that is like active fuck yous to players. I'm cool there's with like, that. There's like there's like a whole thing where it's like in order to progress this uh like to this one thing you have to like stand behind a waterfall for like legit 10 minutes. Bef- like you just like you have to sit there and let 10 minutes pass. That's great be- for the game to actually proceed and there's like a couple of bullshit shit like that in it peppered throughout and Liz, it's very funny. Liz is on the side telling me you would not like Earthbound. You would not okay. like Earthbound. All right, there you go. <laughs> but they love Earthbound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're like you would not like it. Um but I still want to try it eventually. I do have both the NES and SNES systems, so I would definitely try to you give would, it a shot. You would not like Earthbound. There you go. Um I still think I I might dig it in some way i love that the waterfall thing there's like an egg that you have to like hatch over the course of like the entire game when it hatches it's literally nothing yeah i love that (laughs) that's amazing it's so good i love that so much yeah let me see like i want to see if there's like um you know what other video game i've been playing recently um i bought the super mario 3d all-stars game for the switch and I'm playing Super Mario 64 for the first time uh, ever. I've never played it before. Um, and it's pretty good. I, d- I dig it. It's really frustrating in a lot of ways because their control scheme is batshit. <laughs> but holy shit, I have to replay this fucking game. Because uh, I'm just reading these two. It's like literally a list of weird moments from Earthbound. Uh, <laughs> and it's like there's a... There's an, a device that you have to get called the pencil eraser that erases iron pencil statues that block your path. Uh, eventually, the pencils turn into eraser statues, so you have to go and get someone to invent the eraser eraser. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another uh, there's another screenshot here that's uh, a dialogue box that's just says. You guys can't envision the final collapse of capitalism? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it um, sounds Mother great. 3, Mother 3 is the most aggressively anti-capitalist game I've ever played. Hmm. Uh, cuz it's literally like what if in a world where capitalism ca- capitalism doesn't exist, the uh outlying like the outer force that comes in and becomes the main antagonist is capitalism. Oh, like the Lorax. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's literally like mm. capitalism arrives in a town, in like a right. civilization, and that is the plot of the game. And it's just like, uh, this is fucked up. Like, wow. That's really that's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. <sighs> These games is all the... sound so interesting. It just, I feel like I won't be able to actually engage with them Yeah, how they want how... to, playing them. Like that's what is, What's the gameplay for Earthbound and Mother 3? Like, what is it? what does it play like? Uh, uh, so you play, you walk around, you hit the A button, and then it's turn-based combat. <laughs> there okay. is interesting it, things, uh, w- in terms of the combat, especially in Mother 3, where it's also, uh, combat is enhanced with a secret rhythm minigame, where you hit the attack, like, option, and when your character does the attack... You can tap uh, the A button to the rhythm of the song, 
and combo chain like a longer attack but the music gets really weird and arrhythmic and you have to like find the beat for all the variations that's uh, so and cool. they also have a system where they have a something called like a it's like a rolling uh hp bar so like if you get hit uh for like more than your total health points uh the number just ticks down so you have a shot to like finish your turn get to the next party member and have them heal you before you hit zero Mm. so you can like get that sort of extra strategy in of like recovery and then be back into the order of operations again. So they have like some gimmicks that shake it up uh, in an interesting way, but it is just like a turn-based strategy game. Uh, If you are way higher level than some small enemies and you uh, bash into them from behind uh, on the overworld screen, they just like, you don't have to fight them. <laughs> they just really die. <laughs> that, yeah. All that sounds incredible and really great and fun and stuff that I would absolutely never be able to implement while I was playing the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, that's like the way that the game plays. I, well, I just, yeah, I just, I mean like I would, I don't know. That's not like stuff you gotta like work for. Okay. That's just, just like how it is. I just, I, I wish I liked JRPGs. I wish I did turn-based jrpgs i do i can fuck with i can probably fuck more with like real-time jrpgs like i'd probably be able to play the final fantasy remake uh seven remake um, uh yeah it's final fantasy seven remake is more of an action game yeah with like light rp jrpg and like there is still there's an active time battle system but you can more directly control like what's going on it's a right. really fun. I really like the Final Fantasy VII remake controls. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and it expands the first act of a very long game into its own very long game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. has some pretty crazy shit that goes on during it. As far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's the been... first six hours of the original game, but now yeah. it's a forty-hour. Stand, yeah. like own game on its own right yeah jesus it, christ i've been it's spoiled awesome. for like some shit that happens and i'm like ooh, it's awesome it's really cool have you um, finished it yeah oh yeah oh you did that uh the way that they change like the the way that it's different than like the original game mm-hmm. it's fucking in like the 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 main the major way yeah that it's also like it i it's I, like hinting that it's a sequel <laughs> I, I read that spoiler. Um, I don't want to give it away because maybe people will listen to this and yeah. want to play it. Um, but the, I read, like, how it is different, like, what they specifically did to, like, pat it out and make it different. And I was mm-hmm. like, I am now interested in playing that game. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Interesting. Yeah, that was something that was never on my radar. But if it's something I could play and not want to throw it out the window, then um something. Or yeah, will I still want to throw it out the window. It's I don't know. I don't know how you would uh, interact with it, but no. I thought it was a really cool way to experience Final Fantasy VII. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Especially the first act. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is crazy. This is huge. 
Yeah, they introduce stuff. a lot of elements a lot earlier. They do uh, new entire like story segments that also sort of fit into the tone of what was going on. It feels like an old game structurally, mm. but it's got modern like sensibilities. It's it's weird. It's just a weird like Final Fantasy VII is weird. And they didn't shy away from that in the remake. It's just like, yeah, mm. let's do this weird shit. It's pretty cool, especially because considered it's considering it's like one of the most beloved games of all time. It's really cool that it's a weird anti-capitalist game, yeah, uh, a weird it's anti-capitalist very... environmentalist game that they made yeah. and kept that stuff in. Yeah, you play as eco terrorists, and like <laughs> yeah. that's right. your whole thing. And yeah, fuck it, like let's save the planet. You know, it's awesome. Well, fuck. I never thought I'd say this, but I might be interested in playing a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> huh. Not how I thought this day would, well, for me, start, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. You didn't think you'd be doing an episode of Chrono Trigger and come out wanting to play a game that is, <laughs> by all accounts, a, a similar game to Chrono Trigger. Right, right, yeah. That's not what I would have expected. Can they do Chrono Trigger remake where it's an action RPG? Because I would fucking love that. Yeah, they probably they should. should do that for all of them. Mother 3. <laughs> yeah. Earthbound, should, I'd fucking be all over it. They should specifically cater to the people who can't play the game genre <laughs> that they want to work in. Please do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mother 3 was originally going to be a um, a dark N64 title. They were like, it got really dark, uh, and it's like a 3D game now. But then they scrapped that, and it came out years later in Japan only for the Game Boy Advance with, okay. like, a wholly original, like, scenario right. script for it. Um, by the same guy who wrote uh, Earthbound, so it's Mother still, two. like... Yeah, Mother 2. Um, but it never came out in America officially. But there is an English translation that you can get, and it's good. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I, maybe I'll play that eventually. Mm. I still still need to finish Ghost of Tsushima. Need to finish Super Mario 64. Need to finish Hollow Knight. That is a game I started, mm. loved, and never ended up finishing on my Switch. Um, I want to play Hades and Bastion and Transistor. And uh, I, I paused my Star Wars watch through for a while, but coming up on oh, that yeah. was uh, Jedi, uh, Fallen Jedi, Jedi Fallen Knight. Fallen order. <laughs> what come again jedi fallen order there you go that's it right yeah that one uh which i'm excited to play squadron seems really cool it's a lot of video games video games there's a lot of them and i want to play them yeah squadron seems pretty cool although i'm never i never get really too into multiplayer games and that seems like a game that is base best multiplayer um yeah unfortunately it is only forty bucks though, so I don't know if I really care that it isn't uh, that I get a lackluster or a, a shortened campaign out of it if it's fun. Uh, I play in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. Oh, cool! I played that at friends' houses before, like uh-huh. the originals. The yeah. uh, this remake is really good. Seems um, really cool. I dig all this shit that they did differently. Like they turned all like the the levels into like 2020 versions of those levels right? yeah yeah they just sort of did like lore update i guess yeah uh 
uh, they just refined. Yeah, they just refined the move set that like uses stuff that wasn't in the original, but it feels like you know because Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three and four are like the series best controls. Uh, so they just use the Tony Hawk Pro Skater three and four control scheme in one and two. Right. Uh, which just makes it naturally good. So it's just like, oh, it's improved off the bat anyway. And then everything just feels accurate to those old games. It just feels right and it's fun. I just beat, I just beat both of them. Hmm. Uh, did all the challenges and whatnot. Uh, I like them. If you're, if you're a Tony Hawk fan, it's a good game. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, not yeah, really. I've only ever experienced Tony Hawk through the perspective of sucking at it for 40 seconds at a friend's house. <laughs> yeah, pretty times. much. <laughs> nice. Also, it doesn't feel like a, a game genre that would be suited for me to play more than, like, a couple minutes of. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun... Like, yeah, it's like one of those... I, I view I view it like the Forza or something, you know? Mm, yeah, play yeah, it for yeah, like, yeah, yeah. five minutes, and then it's like, well, it's overstayed as welcome a little bit. But maybe Tony yeah. Hawk is different. It's just I, I haven't ever... Yeah, I don't know. It's those type of games that definitely feel like they're way better suited for me personally for like like a Mario Kart or it's a game you buy and you yeah, play it's with a party friends. Game. Yeah, you play with friends. It's a party right. game, exactly. Like Smash Brothers. Like that's what Tony Hawk feels like to me. Yeah, and for sure. You can't. I can't have parties right now. So <laughs> um, yeah, I also never like. I don't think I'd have a party that people would be playing Tony Hawk in anyway. Or if I, I was also party at all. <laughs> That's not a kind of party I would have. <laughs> well, I was also I had playing ever. through Crash Bandicoot 2 uh, because on the Crash Bandicoot remake. Still crashing? What? Still crashing? Yeah, still that, crashing. That Bandicoot. That Bandicoot. Because uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming out pretty soon, and that looks really cool. Doc really does just get into a fucking gunfight with some terrorists because he stole plutonium, huh? <laughs> 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 this is our Back to the Future commentary about an hour and 20 minutes into our episode about Chrono Trigger. Yeah, sorry. It's on the TV, and I'm just watching, you know, Emmett Brown get gunned down in a <laughs> By parking lot. It's terrorist. just like, oh, right. That does fucking happen in this flick, huh? Yeah. Oh, Jesus it's so Christ. good. Back to the Future is a great Jesus movie Christ, that Doc. I never was super into as a kid. I, I, I'd seen it, and I was like, that's fun. And I watched it. We watched it recently to listen to the blind chap- Check. 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 <laughs> app the blank check app Holy it's 10 fuck. p.m we're recording an episode and i can't speak anymore um and i loved it it was really good uh i'm excited for the blank check episode of <laughs> back to the future part three i'm excited they so. didn't seem like they were too big of fans of it so <sighs> i feel Damn. like they mentioned yeah in the first episode i thought they kind of mentioned it and they were both kind of like yeah we'll get to it yeah hmm. i mean that might just be because they want to talk about it in its own uh, no, it sounded kind of. I think. I think <laughs> they. I will see, but I remember Griffin straight up saying, "Like, I really like Back to the Future two, um, three. Yeah, it was kind of one of those things. So, but who knows? Damn. I mean, it's still fun. I, don't know. I mean, it's still you know, Robert Zemeckis western goofiness. But I, I think I prefer I I... of the sequels. I think I prefer three. Hmm. Interesting. I, I've never I seen it. Know. 
I don't know. It's it's I don't know. It's a weird movie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's westerns, baby. Um, yeah, it is. And that's the whole thing, huh? Yep, that's it. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to watch Roger Rabbit this weekend. It is kind of crazy how the scale, like, you would assume it would be more complex in scale. Right. Like, Back to Future 1 is, like, it is what it is. It's the one time period. Back to Future 2 is, like, an alternate dimension. It's, like, it, it goes yeah. into, you know, multiple well, settings. Um, they and kind then... of bring that up in the episode. Like, in the Blank Check episode, they talk about how, you know, the first movie really isn't a time travel movie, you know? Mm-hmm. The time travel is a means to an end. The second yeah. movie is a fucking time travel movie, you know? Like, and then the third one is just a western. <laughs> yeah, like they don't really it's... go for it in the third one, and it's like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah. It just doesn't go up. It goes back down a, a bit. And it's right. just like, oh, that's interesting to me. But yeah, it doesn't – I mean, it's not as good as the first one because, right. like, the means to the end in three is not as strong as the right. core – tenet of what the first one's about yeah (laughs) and yeah it's just you know i don't know it's a weird movie yeah oh well i haven't seen it in a long time though so i can't but i feel like i've seen the third one more than like any of them Hmm. maybe that's like why i don't really think about it that highly because when i think of back to the future i don't really want to think of like a western that's just like a goofy comedy you know what i mean like so i'd rather think of like the first one and the second one and i haven't seen them as much so that's odd. I think it was just the one that was always on fucking TV. It was the third mm. one. TBS or TNT or whatever the fuck. Oh, shit. I hit the thing. Uh, <laughs> always playing goddamn Back to the Future 3. Oh, well. Oh, well. Say uh, Do we have anything else to say here? Um, Regal Cinemas is closing all of its doors again after No Time to Die just moved out of 2020. So mm. Amazing. AMC probably is, isn't far behind. So... Wow. Breaking news. Oh, yeah, we have our breaking news sound. Coming at you live from the basement, it's breaking news. Yeah, I'll put that in. I haven't listened to it yet, but here it is. It's new. Yeah. um, Yeah, you you got it. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I didn't play Chrono Trigger. Um, Sure. Good. Uh, out of what's the goo grade? Shit, but there's uh, gotta be a slime monster in it, right? There's gotta be. It's a, it, I'm I'm gonna look up Chrono Trigger slime. Great, <laughs> you do that, Dean. Um, yeah, I mean, a slime is a main character in Dragon Quest, which is yeah. also by Akira Toriyama. So, I would imagine there'd be a slime in it. There's no slime. There's, there's no, no slime. slime. Zero out of ten, or zero out goo, of five. Is there goo? Oh. There's, a, en- there's an entry on the Chrono Wiki called Goo. Okay, okay. Oh, it's not somewhere. in this game. It's in Chrono Cross. Damn. Are you fucking joking? Uh, yeah. So it is a. Uh, <laughs> it is a. It's called a Goo. It's a blue enemy tech. Oh, so it's not even a thing. It's just like an attack used by someone called Gloops in Chrono Cross. Gloops right, so uh, is Goo adjacent. 
Yeah, apparently it is a, a ball of mucus. Oh, that's gooey as shit. That's gooey as shit. That gloops throws that's the at, goo. at enemies. That's the goo. That's goo. Snot boys, that's the goo. Well, that's <laughs> oh, not gloop. in the game we Oh, a gloop about. is a know, little slime enemy. A gloop, if if we were talking about Chrono Cross, gloops would be, uh, you know, on the goo grade. Yeah, they'd be, they're... they get high marks on the goo grade. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If they're used a lot. Well... But we're not talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I need to share with you the element grid, uh, <laughs> because it is the most ickfab uh, piece <laughs> of t- t- like table I think I've ever seen uh, here okay. on, in in the host. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's going up on Holy Twitter. Holy fuck! Holy shit. <laughs> Doppelgang. Cure all Num- Numble. Numble. Oh my god. Yeah, goo, goo, on. goo, this goo, so goo. Good. Cure all plus two. Goo, 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 goo. Goo, uh, goo, What the goo. fuck? Is this from, uh, what were we just talking about? The Chrono Wiki. It's uh, from, it's from the, uh, Chrono, Chrono, Cross? Chrono Cross, yeah, the sequel. Holy shit. I love in this image that the goo. Wait, all the oh shit, are... there's another guy named Google. Google. In Chrono Cross? Mm, yes. Oh, Fuck it's off. not. It's just like a bat. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm done with this. Zero out of five. Zero out of five. Um, Out of uh, five. Uh, time zones. Time gates. Um, it's a classic. Apparently, I'll go with five. I... Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> say four point five out of five. Um, I'll go with five. It's five out of five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a bona fide classic. This is what's the highest favorite, rated episode. What's your favorite scene in, uh, like, your favorite like level or dungeon or something? Um, like that? well, hold on. Let me let me think. I'm gonna retreat into my my palace and and figure it out. Um. Uh. My favorite scene, I think it's when Chrono's friends awaken in the village and find Magus, who confesses that he used to be the Prince Janus of Zeal. I think that's my favorite scene. Okay, Dan? Um, mine was probably... Uh, this is tough. Um, I liked... Dan- Dan, was it when the party was beaten and a broken Chrono stand up to Lavos before being vaporized by a powerful blast? No, I hated that part. Okay. Mm. That was really awful. <laughs> what about when the group I encounters like when, the Black um, Omen and defeats oh, the I know, Queen's I know what mine is. I know what mine is. And battles Lavos. And when once faced with the creature's true form, they come to understand that it has absorbed DNA and energy from every living creature before arising and raising the planet's surface in 1999 so it could be spawn a new generation to destroy other worlds. No, um, that part wasn't bad. I did like that part. <laughs> I think, you know, my favorite part was probably when, actually, the group uh, turns to Gaspar for help, and he gives them a chrono trigger, an egg-shaped device that allows mm. the group to replace chrono just before the moment of death when a, with a double doll, doing which is optional because it'll change the game ending, but whatever. Uh, party, you know, after that, they get the power uh, by helping people across time with Gaspar's instructions. Getting mm-hmm. the, egg, the egg boy for the trigger is cool. That was my favorite part. That is very good. I like that That's scene a good too. one. My part is just after that, where their journeys 
uh, involve defeating the remnants of the mystics, stopping Robo's maniacal AI creator. That part was giving, pretty fire. Giving Frog closure for Cyrus's death. Ah, and yes. locating and charging up the mythical sunstone, retrieving the legendary rainbow shell, unmasking Guardia's chan- chancellor as a monster, helping restore a forest destroyed by a desert monster, and preventing an accident that crippled Luca's mother. That was all one sentence. That sounds like <laughs> that was every moments. single thing that I said <laughs> was one sentence. And all uh, that was your favorite part. And that, that was all, yeah, that whole stretch there. That I six-hour I... gameplay stretch. I just pretty much liked uh, uh, giving Frog closer to Cyrus's death. I think yeah. my favorite character is Frog. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. 100%. Sure. Frog is the MVP of Chrono Trigger. That'll do it for us. Uh, How you have did any we questions? do an hour and a half episode on that? I don't we know. We didn't. That was yeah. why. <laughs> uh, questions, comments, or concerns, email said it came from basement at gmail.com. If you have a review of Chrono Trigger. Yeah, if you have a... If you have an episode on Chrono Trigger you want us to do, send it to us in our email and we'll do it for you. you know, yeah, write is, it out. We tried to get people on who've played this game. All right, this We did not attempt. from lack of trying. And they yeah. said no. Yeah. <laughs> we did attempt to get a guest. Uh, at Basement Cast on Twitter, Discord server, join up. Uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash it came from a basement. Uh, suggest things to, for us to experience. Uh... Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We know that in the future, uh, one million people will think that each episode is their favorite, leading to us buying that website, Reddit, and turning it into Basement, uh, (laughs) uh, where 96 million people are fans. But for now, we don't have that support. So I think you should go and rate and review, which will boost our uh, standings with uh, our overlords. And find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Just tell your friends. Um, I would like to thank Nick Vittori for our artwork and Mike Wood for our theme song. Next week, we are listening to Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps soundtrack. You can stream it on Spotify. Yes. Everyone. And remember, friends... Keep checking Twitter, because... Who knows? Yeah, who knows knows what's going to happen next? By the time Uh, you listen to this, there might have already been another three October surprises. Another, yeah. I I don't know. Stuff is moving quick, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to keep up. Uh, it's well, well, friends. (laughs) Doc, you build a time machine out of a DeLorean? There's a thing called the Dream Devour the Dream Devourer. There's a thing called the Time Devourer. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking dope. I'm surprised you didn't actually play Holy this shit. game. There's a place called the Black Omen where they yeah. defeat Queen Zeal. That's fucking cool. Oh wow. Yeah, this sounds great. King Guardia 33? That's fucking cool. Yeah, I've never played Chrono Trigger.